Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. What's up? It's the Hardcore Podcast. Back with episode 58. Indeed. I'm your host, Robert Melton. And I'm your co-host, Christopher Norwood. What's up, dude? What's new? Fucking chilling, man. What's been going on? How you been feeling? Uh, what you been doing? Feeling pretty good. Um, been playing some games with some friends. Hmm. Been watching some shows, listening to music. Okay. You mean you mean dig a little bit? <laughs> dig a little bit deeper. <laughs> I mean that. That sounds about. Uh, that sounds like some Chris stuff. Yeah, it's me on a weekly basis. Um, I've actually work? been yes, definitely been working. Always, always Ugh. working. Putrid. Um. Yeah, it sucks. Can't retire just yet. But hey, I think it was last episode we talked about it. Still in the house. Oh wow! I still yeah, have the house. That's in, that's <laughs> insane. You come up with some money. You drug I dealing? ran into some money. Retirement is in the near future. Oh man, he's on that Walter White. Uh, something like that. Well, you wouldn't know anything about that. No, I never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but music-wise, you know what I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, let me guess. I'm going to say Lady Gaga. Nope. Not even close. Sarah McLaughlin. Nope. Hmm. Pat Benatar. I'm not even, I'm not sure who that is. Hit me with your best shot. No, no, not, not him. Her. Not her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. Um, uh, I've been taking it back. Not that far back. But I've been taking it back for us. Um, oh, Atreyu. Atreyu. Yeah, you sent me a snap yes. of you listening to Atreyu. I've been going. You're like, yo, this is sick. Dude, it is sick. I forgot how sick it was. Yeah. But I've been going through Atreyu's, I was going to say first two albums, but I think it's the second and third album a lot, as well as Kill Switch Engage. Mm. What would you like consider those genres? Like, I wouldn't even say that. It's not um, like metal. It's not metal core. But like, what no. is that? I don't know. Because it's like... Like hard, it's not hard even... metal? I don't know. Like, What do you consider those type of bands? I don't know. It's I feel like, like butt rock metal. Yeah, I feel like um, Kill Switch Engage is more... Especially Kill Alternative. But it's also uh, metal well, also. Maybe like... Alternative for the time, yeah. Now exactly. alternative is yeah. almost like Maroon Five. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kings of Leon. That's what I, I don't hate. even know if they're still relevant. That's but. why I hate subgenres because everything just changes. Like you can listen to a different band that sounds pretty much the same, and people are gonna categorize it in yeah an entirely fucking different right status. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely some type of nowadays some type of subgenre. Like no, dude, this is like carpool core. Oh, but maybe like alternative <laughs> metal. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can see Killswitch <clears throat> Engage being like alternative metal. Maybe Atreyu pushes it a little bit. Yeah. Um, because they're definitely. I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess I'd say they're heavier. Speaking of Killswitch, um, there is a uh, person coming out. Um, their entrance in WWE is a Killswitch song, and I was is like, this new. Like an uh, old Kill Switch song? Because uh, the band's like completely different now. It's one of their popular... Like, what's the most popular Kill Switch song? My Curse. I think it was My Curse, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's got to be their most popular. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, their second hero. is 
Holy Diver by, oh, well, but that, that's a cover. That is true. That's a cover. I think yeah. the second most popular, again, I'm just kind of thinking older stuff that mm-hmm. like most people would know. Um, I think it's called Arms of Sorrow. Yeah. I definitely yeah. think it was my curse though. But I was asking Ashley if she knew what it was and she was like, no. I was she like, it's Kill Switch Engage. Guitar Hero? And she didn't know. No. At all? I mean, she definitely did. I'm, yeah. I'm sure she has definitely heard it before, but yeah. like. That's, that's my curse. Yeah. Dude, good shit, man. No, good no. shit. And that had me thinking, I was thinking about this earlier, but like, you know, we're 90s kids, but we grew up in like the 2000s decade. What a good decade, man. Yeah. Like that generation of like consoles, like growing up with the PS2, GameCube, Xbox, 360, PS3, like the music we got, like, you know, that's like where like Metalcore really started with mm-hmm. like a Devil Wars Prada, Attack Attack, Under Oath, the good pop punk. Fallout Devil Boy. music. Yeah. Um, Paramore, Atreyu, Kill Switch Engage. Good time to uh to grow up for sure. Yeah, Atreyu um, got me into the metal I love now. Yeah. So but yeah, just been jamming. Um I did watch through a show called Scott Pilgrim Takes Over. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Um that's been really good. Well, I finished that. That was really good. How many episodes um, is that? Eight episodes. 10? Oh, well, and like it, forty-five minutes or so. No, it's like twenty to thirty-minute oh, episodes. Yeah, that's really, really quick. short. But what's cool about that is it's technically an anime because it's made by like an, a Japanese studio. Oh wow! So super cool. Um, the whole uh, like English dub. It has like the original um, English cast that did the movie. So you have like Michael Sarah playing Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't. Know, I didn't know that. Um. Yeah, it's got a, a really good cast, but that was a lot of fun, super entertaining, fun to watch. I did say that <clears throat> they had no desire to like add on to it because they like used all their ideas in that. Well, first the season. the first season ends in a way to where like it seems like they're definitely going to add on. I just don't think mm. it's their focus right now. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah, yeah. you want to leave it open ended, especially for like a first season. Yeah, I guess to see how well it does, but people have been loving it. Yeah, and it's it is really good. It, it's worth a watch is for that sure. Netflix. It's Netflix. Oh damn! But there's Netflix like... subscriptions ended, and we are not renewing it. Really? Yeah. Really? Why? Yeah, they're bumping up the price again. Well, that's kind of why I didn't renew Hulu. Hulu before I knew it, it was at like it's like eighteen bucks. Is it? Hulu. Hulu with no ads is seventeen ninety nine. Oh, I get that free with Spotify. But you have ads. Yeah. But yeah, I mean we pay for no ads. Yeah. So how I didn't much, I didn't realize it was so expensive. How much is Netflix now? Um, I think it's around eighteen bucks, but the, but it's going up. Oh, it's going up again. Yeah. And it just went up. Damn. Yeah. I did see something about like that Netflix gaming thing. Mm-hmm. IGN posted something about um like GTA three, San Andreas, and Vice City are all coming to like Netflix gaming. Where Which do you I'm even assuming play these things on your phone. I don't know. I'm ass- no. I'm a, I'm assuming work? it's probably like some like Bluetooth scenario, um, and then cloud gaming or something. Maybe I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I've never looked into it. I don't even think it's like out yet. Like the Netflix gaming. Yeah. So. Which I mean, it sucks, but if hell. that's included in the base price then that i mean that's cool i imagine but um i don't know man they're fucking greedy but in the same vein i was kind of looking into um something we're going to talk about a little later dragon's dogma 2 this will be like the first capcom game i believe that is at the new like 70 dollar price point mm 
and it was talking about like you know when you hear that you they know, haven't had a seventy dollar price point I game. I yet? don't think they've had a seventy dollar price point game because they had. I a, may have a read it wrong, but I Monster thought it Hunter, said they had the Street Fighter yeah, just this, come out. I, I thought it said this was the first. Could be wrong. Could have read it wrong, but I thought it said this is going to be the first game at that seventy dollar price point. Huh. Um, at least for like the you know the base the standard game. Yeah. Um, but it was going into that a little bit of like just how over the years the prices of games have only went up a little bit, but it takes so much more to create these games. Yeah. We talked about it a little when we went when we were talking about like Tears of the Kingdom and how that was a seventy dollar game. Um but yeah, I mean like it makes sense just like with inflation and stuff. Yeah. So like it is easy to say like, wow, Netflix is getting greedy, which you know, there's other reasons to why you can kind of claim that they're greedy. But, like, it makes sense. You yeah. Know, everything's just fucking going up. Literally. So. Yeah, that fucking, that guy, I don't know if you ever seen that. Like, a couple weeks ago, it was going around the internet. But the dude, one of the guys that works for Rockstar, um, he was saying how, like, base price games isn't sufficient anymore. We need to start charging per hour played. And that's fucking insane. I will say that is insane. But with all like the push to like pay developers more, just like everyone in like the game and scene more and, you know, with actors and all that, like it makes sense to make these things a little more expensive. Mm -hmm. But in general, it makes sense for everyone to kind of get paid more. Yeah. But the thing is going up. The thing about it, though, is like so GTA five made billions of dollars on that game. You know, right for a sixty dollar purchase, but it's lasted ten years, and that's not even including like the shark cards and shit that they're making off of it. So they're putting content in the game that you can purchase. Yeah. So they're making billions of dollars on that game, and they're creating it for a fraction of that. So right. they're they're right. making their money. Oh, they're making it. Yeah, I don't know why they're saying all that. They don't need to worry about a thing yeah like if you make a good game people are going to purchase it and if you make a shit game then you fuck yourself now i could see a standard being like like how many hours can you really get out of this game type thing yeah um like indie games where it's like i mean technically you can get as many hours as you want because you can just keep replaying the game but Mm -hmm. if it's like hey this game takes 10 hours to beat 20 hours to beat everything to 100% it, like, I don't think that should be a $70 game. Yeah. And if you did go through, like, the subscription base or play by or pay by the hour, mm-hmm. then people are the um, people producing the video games are going to make it just so, like, say if it was, like, a $70 game, you get 200 experience for killing a monster. If you're doing it by the hour, they're going to cut that shit down. You're going to get like 10, 10 experience for killing that monster just to prolong that period you have to play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would get super petty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... And then... I don't think we'll get to that point. Yeah. And then we... Like that. People we will as just players, not play the game. Exactly. And then us players, we would just want to rush through it and without doing all the side shit. Yeah. Just to, you know, play the story or whatever. Because you obviously have people who just get really into games and spend thousands of dollars on games yeah but if grand theft auto 6 came out and it was like that i think a lot of people would buy in they'd be like all right sick we've been waiting this game for a long time but after a hundred dollars spent you're kind of like eh this isn't really worth it fuck this game and then they'd just be kind of shooting themselves in the foot exactly so 
Um, hopefully they don't do that. That's stupid. I don't see the uh, the logic behind that one. But um, yeah. So I've been listening to Atreyu, Kill Switch Engage, uh, watch through uh, Scott Pilgrim. We've been playing some games together. But what have you been up to? I will let you know in a sec. <laughs> kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really long intro. That was a really long intro. So, what I've been doing is, um, last night, I went to a show. I'm actually repping the merch right now. Nice, nice. Didn't even wash it. I'm a sick fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's a sick Um, fuck. He likes a quick fuck. He likes his dick suck. Oh, (laughs) But I, I went to see Broadside, um, a band that you know and love. Mm-hmm. You know, good pop punky band, I guess, yeah, depending stuff. on the album. Usually just pop punk. Yeah. Um, That was fun. They played with This Wildlife, I think. Oh, wow. You seen This Wildlife? Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, dude, That's that cool. was a sick fucking set. Dude, they're good. I mean, they're just like talented, like really talented. Yeah. I mean, it's literally two two guys. Yeah. And then they subbed in like a guitar player. Probably from one of the other bands. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was super sick. They had like a projector with like the entire set. They had like um, uh, like a pretty much like a video background. Oh, that's cool. And it was each song had like a different thing synced up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it was like Toy Story themed. It was crazy. Oh, wow. That's it neat. was like really fun. That's like, it's cool when you go to a, a concert and... It's more than just seeing a live band, mm-hmm. but it's an experience. Like yeah. That's cool when you make it an experience for people. It was definitely an experience. They yeah. played a couple covers. Oh, um, did they do that Bring Me the Horizon one? They did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much of their stuff, but that's like a really popular song that people Yeah, Sleepwalking. Know. Yeah. yeah. They did that. They that's did cool. I Miss You by Blink-182 with Ooh. Oliver. Ooh. Yeah, that was cool. Dang, that's really cool. Um, They did like a couple other they actually did a sarah mclaughlin cover oh which i don't think i know that song that they did apparently it was like a motion picture sarah mclaughlin song mm-hmm. and like a movie i'm not sure which but um pretty interesting um i guess they played or before so they headlined this oh, wildlife they headlined yeah Oh. Previous to them was Broadside, and then previous to them was a band called Worry Club, I think. I haven't heard of them. I wasn't. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Um, it, they had a fun set, though. Nothing crazy, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, But that crowd, man, that was a crazy crowd. Where not was not in the sense. It was at the Canal Club. Oh, okay. Um, But the crowd was just so young. It was like a bunch of Gen Z. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. I think a lot of younger people are... Um, are getting into like broadside and stuff. Yeah, I can't say much on this wildlife, but yeah, broadside for sure. Um, so did you like the? I've only heard the uh, their newest album one time, mm-hmm. and it was when Kansas and I had left y'all's place. We listened to the um, oh. through the whole album, and I definitely like the the previous album more, but it was pretty I solid. Agree. Um, it felt like it was kind of leaning more. It, it was starting to get a little more mainstream. Mm. Um, but, it, but it was still, yeah, like poppy mainstream. It was, it was still solid though. Yeah, no. Uh, Did they play a lot of that. I'm guessing they played like I think they played nine songs. Half were like Hotel Blue, half were like older 
I mean, they're like their popular shit, like Foolish Believer, Heavenly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun show. Sick. Had a good time. Um, so you and I, we have a pact. We have a brother pact. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I was just trying to make some shit up on the fly, but we've been playing video games. <laughs> yeah, tell them, <laughs> tell them what games we've been playing. Yeah, I was wondering. I thought uh, you were going to get to the the VR stuff first. I thought that's where uh, you were going. Nah. Um, I'm sure we do have a pact of some sort. A Probably. blood pact. Several blood packs. Yeah, compact, maybe. Scars <laughs> on each hand just from <laughs> so many blood packs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been playing Lethal Company. So Ken kind of talked us into getting this game. He's like, bro, you got to play this game. And I've been seeing shit on like Instagram and stuff about it. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's super popular right now. And it's, I'm not quite sure what genre it is. Definitely horror, but it reminds me of Phasmophobia in a few ways. Like you got to go max team of four. You got to go in to like a location, um, take everything back to a truck once you find it. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I quite sure. I personally don't think it's, it's like Phasmophobia. I mean, not but in I like the gameplay aspect, see... but there's a lot of similarities Yeah, with like the truck. I can't quite a put mission. my finger on like what it's like, but it is similar to a game I've played. But you're pretty much going to these moons, and yes, you can have up to a party of four. That is definitely the best way to play. Oh, um, you have three, to. Three is fine too, but like two, it it definitely gets hard with with two people. You can do like the early places, but you're going to moons, and you're looking for pretty much just like scrap junk that you can sell. Yeah. And um, each location, once you go in, it's like what's the term? Procedurally generated. Is yeah, it's just it's randomly like, it's generated. Just like uh, different every time. Yeah. Um, and you're looking for junk, um, but there's different creatures and monsters within each place that is kind of like hunting you. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful, but you're trying to get this junk that you can sell to then buy more equipment to use, and you can buy different moons to go to, and there's just a bunch to it. But this was my first game where that I've played that utilized proximity chat. Oh yeah, and I gotta say, it's that's to me that's like the bread and butter of this game. Like that's it's my so favorite fun. part, especially like a um, there are these like centipede like things that'll stick on the ceiling, so you're not even <laughs> looking for them because you're yeah. like worried about all the shit on the ground, and you'll walk by and they drop on your head, dude. <laughs> and if somebody sees you with that and you're talking like screaming like help help help, it's all muffled, it's just so like. And they can be like right beside you. You can completely miss it. So you have to then get your shovel out if you're carrying a shovel and then like whack it. So what I said on Lethal Company was super fun and hilarious multiplayer game. Because I would say it has horror elements. There's definitely times where it's scary, but it's just as hilarious. Oh, yeah. So super fun and hilarious multiplayer game where you collect and sell junk on moons with friends while trying to survive from monsters. Simple and easy to get into. Sound design is the highlight of the game. Mute your Discord and enjoy the proximity chat and anxiety this game induces. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's so fun. It's definitely not overly scary, for sure. Um, Because we've been trying to get Alan to get it. 
and he doesn't like horror games. And like I wouldn't say that I like horror games, but I like um I don't know. I find it f- hard to get scared. Like movies don't scare me. I mean, it's a different type of like fear. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's literally like <laughs> I, I don't it's hard to explain. I mean, just think about fucking being alone in a room and playing a horror game and you're going to Yeah. I feel like most people are going to be like, oh, this kind of sucks, like dreading it. So let me kind of give you an example. All right, so it has proximity chat. Say if you have a party of four, what our strat usually is, is you have two teams of two. Mm -hmm. So usually when you go into the room, hopefully you have like a left, right, and center rooms that you can kind of go into, and then they kind of branch from there. So if we're playing with four people, ideally you want each team to have like a walkie-talkie. That's a piece of equipment you can get. That way, again, it's proximity chat, so if y'all are far away, y'all can still contact each other. Yeah. So if me and Robert are hunting, and we're, well, not hunting, but looking for stuff over here, and then you have our buddy Ken, my cousin Colton, on another team over here, and Colton's like, hey, I think I see something. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he just cuts off. <laughs> then you're like, okay. Colton, are you there? Colton. I think we lost Colton. So like that, the anxiety that induces is like, oh my God, they're yeah. killed. Something's fucking hunting them. Oh my gosh, it's coming for us. Yeah. We got to get out of here. And then you get out of the moon and then it's, once it's past 5 p.m., that means the monsters kind of start hunting on the outside and there's mm-hmm. some fucking crazy ones. Yeah. So you you hear like, doo, doo, these big footsteps and then you're just fucking hauling all this shit to your ship. That's like the fear that it induces. It's like a different kind. It's not like gory, super scary, like demonic, but it's just like, oh my gosh, we got to go. We got to go. Right. Um, yeah. And the fun thing about it is everything is alerted to your voice pretty yes. much. So you yeah. have to shut the fuck up if <laughs> you see something, especially so the monsters on the do. outside. Yeah. Yeah. That giant one outside the ship will hunt your ass. I, I I mean, we haven't utilized a lot of the equipment, but I have not found a way to escape that guy. Because you can't, like, outrun oh, him. I've, I don't think I've ever been caught by him. Because if you hear him, which you will, yeah, um, you just crouch. Because if you crouch, your footsteps can't be heard. Because uh, it's completely silent. That is true. So then I just go the super long way to the ship. Yeah. Because some of um the moons, the maps... Like, where you go to to scavenge for stuff is, like, far away. It's like a trek away from the ship. Mm-hmm. So, first off, yeah, you got to crouch, go the long way, and then just hope you remember where the ship is. Honestly, yeah. Um, But the best part about the game, other than the proximity chat, the sound design, is Let me 10 guess. bucks. Oh, oh yep. sorry. I was going to say that. that. I was going to say yeah. that, yeah. Dude, it's 10 bucks, not even on sale, just fucking default. Unlimited replayability. Bucks. I know. Like, again, we were saying before we started... You literally get your money's worth mm-hmm. the first session you play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that game. Very I would fun. I was I wouldn't say I'd play it, especially in the state it's in now. I wouldn't purchase it for like sixty, seventy bucks. Hell no. But I probably would have purchased it for thirty. Yeah. I think you still I'd say thirty would even be a then fair easily. price for it. Yeah, even if it was thirty, the the few times that we've played I've already got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. Even if it was thirty bucks. But yeah, Lethal Company. Um, I think anyone can get into this game. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to more because you know, again, it's been everywhere, and I'm seeing like new videos 
and just people utilizing things that like I didn't even knew were a thing. So it's like, oh fuck yeah, new, <laughs> new strats. Honestly, yeah. Forever looking for those. Oh, um, so I mentioned Scott Pilgrim. I just want to read off what I have here. Oh, sure. So Scott Pilgrim takes off very solid eight episode anime because it is an anime. Um, like I said, English dub cast is the same as the movies cast. Solid fight scenes, pretty hilarious, and very fun and entertaining. So yeah, pretty much already said what I already said. I just wanted to read it off in case there was something I missed. But yeah, that's solid. Uh, all right. Um, sorry. Shit show. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> all right, so we've been playing Lethal Company, but we've also been playing something else. A little bit of something My else. lovely stepsister. Well, oh, no, wait, that was no, Kent. That's Kent. Yeah. That's Kent. Damn. Um, yes. Uh, we won't out him other than that. <laughs> we could go into that a little more, but we'll spare him. Yeah, we'll spare spare that damage. Uh, we have been That's playing. That's Kent, not Ken. Yeah, the Kent. Ken that Ken has been on this uh, on like Superman this podcast, but Kent has yeah. not. So, just so in case he comes back, I don't want people to be like, "Hey, that's that fucker." <laughs> <laughs> he plays porn games. <laughs> oh, come on, dude! Normalize porn games. No shame. Yeah, yeah. Let's normalize, normalize them. them. Yeah. Everybody likes to have some fun. I mean, it's like it's like the same as watching porn. You're just playing porn. Yeah. Which I feel. I would mean, be... if someone was like, "Hey, can you play? You want to play this porn game?" That sounds more fun. I I think I'm gonna wait for like. I'm not gonna play it with friends, but like, I'll wait for. I'm not playing furry Hitler <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Before I play a porn game, I want to wait for Neuralink to come out. That way, I at least have the use of both of my hands. You know. So I'm, like, I mean, do you like feel shit? Like, can you feel shit with a neural link or something? No, you just use your brain. Oh, and then you just fucking, like, see whatever you want. But, I mean, like, if I have to have, like, one hand on the keyboard and one hand on my penis, like, it's oh. going to be hard. Because then I need one hand from a mouse, and you go back and forth, and then, you know, you're going to get jizz everywhere. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're playing a longer session. You can't yeah. be edging the whole time. I feel like jizz and, like, a $200 plus... Nice keyboard, don't go hand in hand. No, no way. Yeah, my MX Cherry keys. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to pop the keys off, scrape out the junk. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Colton's been there a time or two. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's had some gunk in that keyboard. <laughs> that man's mouse pad. Oh, dude, God the mouse pad. Damn, that thing is filthy. That's funny. I know. That's like the cheapest accessory. Just fucking get you a new one. Bro, I've had mine. Just don't get a black one. I've had mine for, Simple. I think, two years longer than him. Mine does not look like that. No gunk? Minimal gunk? <laughs> there's nothing on it. Um, yeah. Don't believe that. But all right. Yeah, there's, I mean, I'd say maybe an inch of cum. That's about it. But Colton, he's got me beat by at least three foot. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, yes, um... We, other than Lethal Company, have been playing a VR game because I'm trying to get you into VR, and I think you're f you finally kind of get it. Okay, so you all right? You've been playing this game. I've only played it once, to be fair. This is my and that well, that was my technically my second session. Oh, your second session. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had maybe. I, I played the that tutorial, was maybe third or fourth. Died, and then I played one other time and played like a few rounds. 
so my experience with VR games hasn't been the best. Um, like I played Super Hot, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, that's like a VR classic now. Um, super simple. I've played like the uh, almost like the tutorial intro VR games. Like there's a Spider-Man game. Yeah. I don't think I've played the Star Wars one, but I've seen the gameplay that looks fun. But I don't have much experience with VR. And when we played this game, Dungeons of Eternity, yes, right, which is pretty much like a first-person gauntlet game, um, it's. I told you at the end of the session that that was definitely the most immersive VR game I've ever played, mm-hmm. and it was done really well. Yeah, like really, really well. That game was a lot of fun. Yeah. I will say, definitely still getting the, the hang of things. Um, <laughs> not that there's a big learning curve, but. You've got to get pretty decent at like being able to like parry mm-hmm. and like you know the you got to get used to like the hitbox and stuff. But there's a lot of cool stuff you can do on there that just makes you feel like a badass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big, uh, big fan of the archery in that game. Yes. Big fan of the weapon throwing in that game. Ah oh, yes. I mean, and just fucking around and just like tossing your weapon and then catching it and then getting that perfect throw. Yeah. Headshot. Oh, and then just being able to, like, you have to literally lean back, not lean back, but grab from your back, you have to grab your bow. Yep. And you have to, like, knock the arrows, and then if once you know what you're doing, you're just ding, 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 fucking Legolas style. Yeah, you literally have to badass. reach back with your other hand and grab the fucking arrows from your quill. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that shit is so fun. Yeah. And then you got a weapon on each holster on your side. Mm-hmm. You just fucking reach down, grab it. And the inventory, super easy. Oh, dude, that was um, very innovative. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the inventory system, just how like quick it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, need a key, boop, bing, bing. Yeah. Oh, health. What's also great you is pop it, pop you don't have to be like super close to items, but if you're looking at an item, just kind of hover your hand like you're using the force. And, mm-hmm. and it'll look, light click up, your trigger. Click yep. the trigger. And then it'll like teleport to your hand, and then you just put it inside your chest pretty much. Yeah, and then it enters your inventory, and then grabbing gold, ding 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 ding. Yeah. Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't it satisfying? Ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah, yes, it is satisfying. <laughs> it's super satisfying. But yeah, just like a bunch of little things like that. So, uh, all right. So let me edit that. So I said that it's a first-person gauntlet game, which it pretty much is, but first-person RPG gauntlet-style loot and scoot. Yeah, yeah, because you're just killing hordes of enemies. And you're just pretty much finding keys and looting chests and just trying to get like the, the, the good drops. Yeah. Like the good chest drops. And at the end of just each like dungeon, there's gear. like a boss fight. Yeah. Which is yeah, the boss fights have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been happy with the boss fights. Yeah, so I think I'm like level ten, somewhere yeah, around you there. You level up pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sure it gets harder. Yeah. You know, the higher you go, I think max level is fifty. But in two sessions, I think I'm like level ten, maybe eleven. I think you're like level seven or eight yeah, now. It's like seven or eight. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty quick. You know, we played with a few randoms that had like really cool gear. They yeah. were like upwards of like fifty to sixty. Yeah. Um, like so far, 50 to sixty. The community seems to be pretty respectable oh, and was nice. Super nice. And like, like giving helpful. us items. Yeah. Um, showing us what to do, how to do it. Yeah. Yep. No. Super uh, healthy <laughs> community. Yeah. Um, thirty dollar game. Easily going to get my money's worth on that one. Like yeah. easily, there's there's a lot to do because it's the same thing. It's like procedurally generated. I don't. Is that the term? Am I saying it wrong? 
Procedurally, randomly. Yeah, just randomly yeah, generated way. like dungeons. Yeah, so no dungeon like, is yeah. ever the same. Like when you go to your table where you're choosing the dungeon, it tells you like dungeons resetting in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's it's really well done. Like I love the um, like like your hub, like your main hub. Yeah, like that's it's awesome. Super cool. You got like a training ground. You have your like area, your bedroom where you can like customize stuff. You have like an area where you can like sit down and just chill. Oh, the training area. Yeah, dude, that's area so is cool. sick. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, and it's not one of those games where it's like you know like early VR games. You didn't really have this free movement. You're just kind of clicking where you're going and shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's it's super immersive, and you have that option to where you can kind of click if you're you know, I guess maybe you don't have like the best system or something hardware, but it's very immersive. You just kind of go wherever you want. It's very fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people use that if they um, get nauseous from, like, the movement. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But if you're lucky and you don't get that, then that's the way to go. It's the I just am wondering because that game gets pretty intense. Yeah. I can't imagine the I can't either. thing. Just be like, oh, fuck. Where am I looking? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be really hard. Yeah. Um, Maybe take a, a Dramamine before you play. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um. I'm glad you got me onto that one because that's that has been a lot of fun. Yeah, that one's definitely worth it. Um, did you say customizability? Like all the stuff you get from like the loot, you get like you can start like customizing your armor. You get oh, custom weapons, mm-hmm. um, like schematics and stuff, yeah. blueprints type thing. Because Shields. that's what you're like really going for. Like you'll get a lot of basic weapons, but when you get kind of like, oh, I got a rare dagger. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what this looks like. One of them I got was almost looked like a fucking red and black like Daedric dagger of some yeah. sort. Um, and what's cool is like, I feel like those are endless too because you can get like it'll say a unique dagger when you unlock it, and then w- when you go back to your hub and check it out, it'll either say like fire damage, undead damage, poison damage, mm-hmm. some shit like that. So yeah. pretty much endless because you get fucking shivs, knives, daggers, swords, maces, hammers, mm-hmm. axes. And you Crossbows. have different loadouts you can make. So at any point, you can be like whatever class you mm-hmm. want. Like I can have two war hammers and then a bow on my back or like a shield on my back or yeah. two daggers, a bow or a shield on my back, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. So And then there's something like a system called um, exo points, oh, which I, is pretty much just your attributes. Yeah. 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 So you get like a percentage of fall damage. You know, you get, like, running speed, uh, probably, like, uh, throw distance, maybe, like, I don't know. I'm not even sure because I haven't unlocked, like, many of them. Mm-hmm. But there's just a ton of upgrades and shit you can do. So, a lot of fun replayability for that. And I feel like the... Because this isn't going for a super, like, realistic graphic style. Yeah. But I feel like the, the graphic style does, like, lend itself well to, like, the gameplay and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Shit, I remember the first time when I played that. I fucking cracked open a barrel. Fucking spider came out. That scared the shit out of oh, me. Because really? I didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the rather... I hadn't even seen a spider at that point. ...hard hitboxes for me to, like get used to yeah because he's just fucking draining my health and i'm like i'm yeah. fucking it's easy. easy with the hammer because you can just and their hammer is easy to aim mm-hmm. um and an axe but if you have a sword there if you throw a sword it's gonna throw fucking weird yeah and dagger is probably good too 
Um, yeah, a little bit of a learning curve, but for the most part, it was pretty pretty easy to learn and a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Again, definitely the most immersive VR game I've played to date. Yeah. Haven't played many, but still, like this was really well done. I was not expecting it to be that good when yeah. you told me about it. Especially with a name like Dungeons of Eternity, that just sounds like every generic <laughs> fucking like RPG game on like a phone or VR system. It literally it just, does. But it's really good. Yeah. Really well done. I can see them like supporting the game for a while. Mm-hmm. And even watching like YouTube videos of it does not do it justice at all. Like no, actually no, no, playing no, no, definitely. it, yeah, you, you have, have to, to like be in there. Yeah, because you don't get that feel. Like mm-hmm. it has a lot of the haptics and stuff. Even just like when I first started playing, you know, very basic tutorial. You grab your weapons, they're on your hilt, and you're just like ting ting, just like tinging them together. You feel like the haptics of that. And I'm like, wow, this is so fucking yeah. sick. Tossing it and getting that perfect catch. Again, getting the coins. Ding 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 ding. It's it's very satisfying. And just that alone. So yeah, but you don't get that from watching a video. You no. don't get any of that. So yeah, definitely thirty bucks. Yeah. Easy buy. If you have a VR system and you've been wanting some type of RPG gauntlet style game. Try it out. Dungeons yeah, seriously. Of Eternity. Highly recommend that one. Yeah. Um, get a, um, what are they called? Battery pack? Yeah, I was about <laughs> to sure say. you have a battery pack. Because um, we brought it up last episode when we were talking about the Quest 3. Um, I did get a, um, I didn't get like a headset battery type ordeal, which is, you know, kind of one of the things they sell. Um, but unfortunately, there's not one on the market that can power a quest three without just it draining the entire time yeah so what i went with is a 1500 uh, milliamp battery mm-hmm. um and i got a pretty good cable um USB-C, and then i got like a little magnetic connector so it doesn't fuck up the uh port whenever it snags if it does so that's been working flawlessly. I think I can get probably around six hours of playtime out of it which is way more than enough honestly i I think you can get a little bit more. It's possible, yeah. I think we played I mean, for like three hours. If anything, if it did like run, sixty. No, you were like seventy, eighty percent. I think. And I hadn't. Well, I hadn't even charged it, so it was at seventy-seven before we started playing. It was at like sixty-three or something afterwards, and yeah. my headset was still at like ninety-five percent or something because yeah. that wasn't fully oh, charged. Yeah. yeah. No, dude. So, you're getting like ten plus hours. Maybe for yeah. sure. I mean, but, even mine. Like mine's old. I don't even know the fucking battery capacity but like definitely wasn't as good but still by the end of it like it was at 50 percent, but my headset was at like 60 and i was like damn i could have gone for another three four hours Mm -hmm. which i'm more than happy with i don't really want to have the vr headset on for eight hours but i could have made that session work you know right if we did even if like yeah even if the battery itself died and then the quest started draining i could just take off my headset real quick plug in the battery Mm-hmm. let the quest drain because that takes about an hour and a half two hours depending on what you're doing yeah plug it back in when it gets to like 15 percent, and that's basically infinite fucking life because it's right. just going to charge you back up and i can recycle yeah that is true so, yeah that's super true at the end of the day that's how i do it just slide the battery in my back pocket run the cord through the back of my shirt and i'm good life hack yeah nice so if you're looking for a way to up the uh, Quest 3 battery. That's how you do it. At least that's... Or Quest 2. Or Quest 2. Yeah, but there's a lot better options for that because it doesn't use as much power right? to be working. So all the headsets and shit 
um, that you can buy online with battery packs and stuff will charge the Quest 2. Mm-hmm. So, for some reason, they didn't fucking take that into account with the Quest with 3. The Quest 3? Yeah. So, I'm sure there's like uh, third, more... third party stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. It's just so early because it just came out like a month ago, two months ago, something like that. I wonder if it's just like since newer piece of technology, there's just like more going on. Yeah, there the is, Quest especially more to charge, keep the, charge. You just can't keep up. It is because you I can think. run. I think the Quest Two has ninety hertz max, whereas the Quest Three is one hundred and twenty hertz max. Oh yeah. But yeah, I turned yeah. that off, and then it's got like the uh, you can use it without the controllers, um, and it'll just sense your hands in front of you. Is that how you play? No, 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 no. no. Oh, I don't. Dang. I don't play like that. I like the controllers. Yeah. Um, and plus, I don't think that game. You can do that. Oh man! Can you, you imagine have to use the buttons? them doing that and like perfecting that? Like how cool that would. That's be? gonna be game changing. You know, just being able to do that and yeah. shit without the controller. But it does work. I'm really sure there's well games the that do that, but but yeah. that are like optimized like super well, like flawless. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. We're getting there. Yeah. It's gonna be in our lifetime. <laughs> just still got a few years. Uh, but as far as like what we've been up to. Game-wise, show-wise, music-wise, that's all I got. Yeah, um, still been watching a bit of Degrassi. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I forgot you've been watching that. Oh, I did watch the uh, newest pay-per-view for WWE. Some wrestling? Yeah, some wrestling. Nice. And do you know who CM Punk is? I I can't like like picture him, but I've like heard the name. Okay. Like, I don't know what he looks like or yeah. anything. So back in like 2011, he um, had this like big blowout. Um, he was about to enter a match with John Cena for the um, WWE Championship. And that's after he went, won it, because um, he eventually did, because it was in the contract, obviously. It's scripted. Um, what? <laughs> spoiler alert! Wrestling's not real. Whoa. <laughs> Professional, anyway. He said it, not me. <laughs> um, but he was supposed to get it, and then his contract was up, so he was quitting. Um, but before that, he had this like big blowout. He went on stage on Monday Night Raw, and he basically just like talked a lot of shit to everybody, like the entire audience watching, all the wrestlers, um, Vince Vince McMahon, Triple H, who is pretty much uh, I think he's the COO um, now, anyway. But. Yeah, he had, like, a big blowout, and then they fired him. Like, they cut his mic off in the middle of it and everything. Oh, like, um, it wasn't him doing, So, he like, technically it quit, but kind of got fired. Or anything. No, I mean, it was definitely heel work in its most top-notch ordeal. Yeah, but yeah. They're it like, was hey, not, not scripted. This is not scripted. He's, not scripted, he's, <laughs> no. He's bashing us right now. So, there was no way he was ever coming back. But he came back during this pay-per-view right at the end. It was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Nobody, like, it's, like... Probably the craziest return ever Damn. in WWE history. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, not really into wrestling, not yeah. against it. My dad's always been into it, but I can see how something like that would be, like, crazy cool. Yeah. Like, to be in the fan base, to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And literally right before that, Randy Orton returned. returned so I did see a little fucking... clip of that. It was random because he was like. Daddy's you know, back. Well, no, I just seen him do, I guess, whatever his thing he does on, yeah. on the ring. He was yeah. like, let me savor this moment. And then he did whatever it is, mm-hmm. and like everyone was going crazy. Yeah. So how long had it been since he um, wrestled? It had been like a year and a half, two years, something like that. But he uh, had like a double 
spinal fusion or some shit like oh, that. Oh, it was because of some surgery. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some injury. So yeah, he's back. CM Punk's back. So. So shit's getting good. Yeah. Shit's getting really good. Yeah. Cool. I wouldn't say the best time to be a WWE fan, but yeah, it's getting yeah. there. It's getting there. We're getting back to nothing a good like place. the early two thousands. <laughs> Is that like the Rock, Stone Cold, yeah. Undertaker shit? Chris Benoit, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, yeah. <laughs> Rey Mysterio, all the all the goats. Yeah. Anyway, nothing about Booker T. That. Yeah, Booker hey, T. Hey, I remember some names. <laughs> I remember some names. <laughs> um, Jimmy Wang Yang. Obviously Batista. <laughs> oh, what were those? Um, those two guys. Hardy Boys. I don't know if no. I don't know if they were no. They definitely weren't brothers, but the Dudley Boys. The the guys that wore camo. Yeah, Dudley Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them too. I remember them. Uh, not, not Sawdust. Seven Dust. Is that something? Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. Yeah, I remember something like that. Kane, obviously. Kane. Um, shit, what was that one guy? Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember. Maybe that's more 90s. But... um, uh, I mean, it's both. Both. Yeah. I, I remember some names. I played some of the games. Dude, Mick Foley. <laughs> man, Mankind had, like, the greatest match of all time Dude, he was... I just remember being a kid thinking he was fucking cool. Bro, that match... Um. There's like you'll a hell in a cell me, match. You'll have to show me this match. I'm sure you've definitely seen clips of it. It's like I the had to have. most popular match ever. But he fucking immediately during a hell in a cell match, I think maybe the second hell in a cell match ever, um, the Undertaker, after his entrance, um, climbs to the top of the cage, like at the start of the match. Mick Foley comes out, he sees him up there, and he's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> so cause he's scared of heights. But he does it anyway. He's an entertainer. So he goes to the yeah. top. Yeah. They trade some blows. The Undertaker takes him, throws him off the fucking cage uh. into the um, announcer table, bro. Uh. And they wheel him out. They uh, wheel him out in like a fucking, uh, what is it, a gurdy? Something. Whatever yeah. they call yeah. that shit. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I can't. I can't go out like this. So he gets off of that. Goes oh. back in. None of that was scripted, by the way. Oh, none of that was scripted. They go back in. They're I'm inside. Excited, like genuinely excited. Yeah, they're about inside it. the hell in a cell. <laughs> the fucking mankind takes out a bag of tacks. This is, this is a little ways through the match. Puts them all on there. Um, there's like barbed wire on the fucking thing. Undertaker fucking choke slams him into it, bro. There's fucking tacks and shit all on his back. Blood everywhere. Yeah, has to definitely be all over the ring. Um. Oh, before that, I think maybe he went back up on the cage, but the Undertaker fucking throws him through the cage into the um, uh, ring, and he like broke his fucking tooth went through his uh, lip, dude. It was gnarly, dude. All right, so obviously these guys are in love with what they do. They love oh, wrestling. Yeah. Can you imagine being in like that moment, you know, running on nothing but like pure adrenaline, just hype for this moment, just knowing like, you know, it's scripted and, you know, obviously they improv add some things, but just knowing like, we're about to make history. This is going to be legit. We are going to get fucked up, dude. (laughs) dude. (laughs) You're going to fucking shred my fucking back, dude. That's crazy. Love of the game. Uh, Damn. Yeah, but they don't do it like that anymore, unfortunately, because yeah. they try to avoid all the blood. Everything's like PG now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some cool shit that happens, a lot of accidents still, so you do see blood here and there, but nothing's like the fucking early 90s, man. Yeah. It was fucking no holds barred. Just f- 
crazy fucking matches. Damn. No, that sounds that sounds really God. That sounds really hype. Yeah. Again, not into it, but I feel like I could. I could if I like tried to get into it. Oh, I feel yeah. like I could definitely get into it. Um but you want to get into some Dragon's Dogma too? Yeah. All right, so we recently a couple of days ago uh, when this airs, it'll be like a week ago. But we got a showcase. We got a lot of information on Dragon's Dogma 2, a game we've been pretty hyped for for a while when it was first like announced. Um, but I'm just going to read off what I have because it was a really nice showcase. And then in between, we can kind of talk about our th- talk about what we think. So Dragon's Dogma 2, uh, it's a new action RPG being developed and published by Capcom Games and set to release March 22nd of 2024. So early. I know. We're getting it very soon. Takes place in the same universe as the first game, but in a parallel world that follows the Arisen and their pawns. So little was shown on the story, but we've gathered that you play as the Arisen, and who, based on the first games, is one whom has had their heart taken by a great dragon and must conquest to kill the dragon and reclaim their heart. So I was looking into this today, and there's some really cool lore to these dragons and the Arisen themselves based on the first game, but I won't spoil that. And since this game takes place in a parallel world, things could differ anyways. This game takes place in the lands of Vermont, the human kingdom, as well as Batal, the beast, the beastrin nation. The queen of Vermont plans to take her son plans to place her son on the throne by setting a false arisen thrown you somehow into the power struggle of the throne. This false arisen being accompanied by pawns who are followers of the arisen lacking emotion and their own will. So this begs the question of why a false arisen has chosen pawns. And on the other hand, in the Bistran nation of Patal, they view pawns and the arisen in a negative light. So both nations view the dragon as a threat. So this interesting dynamic between kingdoms and their beliefs is already setting up an interesting story. Hmm. And that was just what we gathered from the showcase because they didn't go into anything, but they um, they didn't go into much, but like that information was shown. So we already have what's kind of being woven into like an interesting plot. Um, so there seems to be different quest lines for factions and races to further relationships between them, which may in turn change the outcome of the story, perhaps. Um, so the pawn system, we've seen pawns in the first game, kind of went over what they are. They're just like followers of the Arisen. So pawns seem to have uh, more details in their build with different traits and specializations for further customization for your party. For example, one pawn is shown to have a calm inclination and a woodland wordsmith specialization that allows them to decipher the elvish language, which means they will translate the language if you have them in your party. Maybe their inclination has something to do with their dialogue throughout their game as well as how they get along with other NPCs throughout the game, perhaps. Um, Character creation looks to be in-depth with a new photograph photogrammetry technology being (laughs) utilized to increase photorealism and help create your character as well as your main pawn in the way you envision. Um, What's cool with the first game, you created your character, but you also create your main pawn, so you're doing the same thing here. Um, So I don't think we have all... um, I don't think all of the vocations have been revealed just yet, 
but they did reveal a new one called the Trickster, which lets you wield a weapon that creates illusions to fight by your side and trick enemies, and acts as a support for pawns. The first game had all the classic vocations you'd expect, with later being able to get into more detailed builds, such as like battle mages and assassins, so I'm sure this game will revamp that system with even more freedom for builds. Uh, the showcase also showed off, uh, well, I went over that a little bit of the narrative, um, but just based off the narrative, it did go through a lot of cutscenes. It seems to be a more story-driven game, more story-driven than its predecessor was, and it also showed off snippets of combats for the classes as well as an epic in-scale fight. One in particular was a battle with... Uh, Talos? Talos, but it auto-corrected <laughs> to Tacos. <laughs> uh, a battle with Talos, uh, which was like a hundred-plus-foot Roman-looking giant. It reminds me of the um, first fight God in of War God II. of War II. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same. <laughs> um, so a hundred-plus-foot Roman-looking giant that you have to figure out how to stop as it emerges from the sea, destroying the land with each step. Very Shadow of Colossus-esque mechanics going oh, yeah. on there. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I have. So what did you think? What did you think of the showcase and everything that it showed off? All I have to say is day one purchase. Yeah, day one purchase. Pre- that- uh, pre-order or just day one purchase? I'm not really a pre-order guy. It um, did show off some, like, pr- I can't remember exactly everything i'll have to look off pre-order bonuses i'll have to look into what the items really do if -hmm. they'll be worth it then if that's the case then yeah yeah i'll definitely pre-order it um yeah i'm not positive we'll see it didn't look like it was anything too special especially since some of the stuff you can get in the game i think it said oh did it yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if it's stuff you can already get in game. If it's exclusive stuff then yes, but if it's stuff you can yeah. already get in game then yeah. Yeah. I don't see the point. Now, I am bummed that there's no multiplayer. I was really hoping yeah. they added multiplayer cuz you have pawns, so why not? Right. Yeah, we did afterwards. We were already hype on the thought of it being multiplayer. So, we inevitably looked it up and apparently it's just set to be a single player game. Yeah. Which is Again, I want multiplayer, but like I'm fine. Yeah, single player is still like my bread and butter. Um, and it the pawn system is cool. It was really cool in the first game. I'm sure it's going to be even better now. But it is like you always have your party with you, so or yeah. a party with you. So that's that's super cool. But yes, the combat looked fucking awesome, man. All the different like classes, vocations. There's going to be a lot of customization and just shit you can do there. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I think you had already told me, but what kind of build do you think you're going to go with? Oonga Boonga? No, no Oonga Boonga probably. <laughs> um, Not yet. <laughs> the fucking magic looks so sick. It does. So I'm teetering on either like a full strength type build. So maybe Oonga Boonga? Well, you can, that's the beauty of it, because you have pawns with you. Right. So your main pawn could be, you could have three Oonga Boongas. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like such a like derogatory term. It does, yeah. <laughs> you got three Oonga Boongas, and you're just fucking, <laughs> you know, shooting meteors from the sky. <laughs> bringing down meteors. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm, I'm teetering on, like, full Oonga Boonga strength build. 
Um, do, do. Do, a do. full sorcerer or like wizard mage. Yeah. Um, or maybe a battle mage. Yeah, that would that would definitely be cool. Um, I wasn't. I, I thought the trickster was cool that they showcased. It was definitely yeah. interesting, but it feels like it's just like you're just dodging and like waving a wand the whole time. Yeah, if someone staff. like really likes playing a support of some kind, yeah. I can see them maybe like in leaning towards a trickster. Yeah, that would have been a good one for like online mode. Yeah, if they had included it for like a support build, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, if it can do more than what we had seen, which I'm sure it does, I'm sure. But oh yeah, they didn't they didn't show it off for too long. Yeah. I'm sure there's some cool shit. But it was definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely seemed like it was like a if you want an easy playthrough, play this build mm-hmm. type ordeal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, you know I me, mean, I usually go for more of like a rogue kind mm-hmm. of assassin character. But I kind of want to go for like an archer or ranger with this one. And I think there's even like the equivalent of like a battle mage, but like a mystic archer. So it's like magic archer type mm. thing. That could be really cool. That would be sick. Yeah. So something like that. Just because when it shows the footage of like the archers, like they're always doing like backflips off of the enemies yeah. and like their movement's really cool. Um, yeah, just the visuals alone. The game is beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful looking game. And then the combat is so fluid. Yeah. That shit is Yeah. Oh, chef's kiss. Chef's yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, the story does look pretty hype. It sounds hype. And I think on their website you can actually go more into like the characters that they showed off in mm. the showcase. I haven't done that yet. But um I like that there's um like almost like faction esque quests, like relationship quests where you can like not romance. I mean, maybe romance. That'd be cool. You know me. I'll always take it. <laughs> but there's, like, relationship quests where you can, like, build relationships with people. And, again, maybe that will change, like, the outcome mm-hmm. of the end. But I love stuff like that. I love that there's more to, like, the pawn system to make it more customizationable, if that's a word. <laughs> customizable. Yeah. What am I saying? <laughs> um, customizationable. Let's keep that. <laughs> Sounds uh, uh Customizationable. Cool. Uh, customizable. Um. I don't know, maybe that could be like like imagine like the pawns are almost like random, so the different traits they have, so it almost becomes like that Pokemon shiny hunt. You're just like looking for like the perfect pawn, like oh, oh man, yeah. he has these traits, these traits. It's like the the perfect IVs, EVs type thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I like what they did with the pawn system. That seems really cool. But yeah, everything about this game is just looking really sick. I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah. No, that was a sick showcase. I love how they went over like all the shit that they did. Yeah, and gave us some previews of like s- certain mobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah, all the enemies looked really sick, dude. Yeah. Oh man, boss that fights one, are gonna be dope, dude. That one boss that was like holding his head. Yes, and oh. he like lifts your character up. Yeah. And you're like staggered there, and then he's just like, douche, hits you, and you go flying like ten feet, get back up. I'm like. You can't be mad. Yeah. Like that's just so badass. Yeah, it's. Dope. Um, I will say, what do you think of? I don't know if this is really what it's called, but I noticed, and I've seen this kind of in a lot of the um, trailers for like RPG games we have um, coming out soon. But the stutter hitbox mechanic, and you see that in games that are already out. But like the, you know, when you like when you make contact, it's like almost like a, like a stutter. 
know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like a fluid. It's just like do do do. Like for um, each hit. I kind of like that. Kind of a random question, I, but I, I it, noticed it in the trailer. And it's I was more like, immersive. I wonder if because it's more realistic. Yeah. So, um, I don't really have. I just like that feedback. Yeah, I don't feel neutral. I've, I, all right, sorry. I feel neutral about it. Like I don't right. mind it either way. I, just I mean, it's either going through it or stopping yeah. or you know that. Yeah. Well, because I just never liked when you're like hacking and slashing, but it's like going. You know, it's just a fluid motion. That's not like realistic. There's yeah. going to be contact there. Yeah. So I like that like feedback it gives. Yeah, that's fair. Guess we'll uh, we'll see how it plays. Here in four months, five months, four months. Less than four months. I mean, just, you know, we're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Be a good um, birthday present for Colton. Oh, you know he's going to get it. Yeah. We're all going to get that shit and play together. (laughs) (laughs) What? Land party. At the same time. Not (laughs) together. Discord party. (laughs) Discord party. Dude, did you guys see that? Have you all got here yet? You'll probably get it for the PS5. Probably. Probably. Loser. I just, um, I like uh, just chilling out on the couch, big screen, just playing versus at my desk. Dude, just bring your desktop down. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's too much. No, that would be awful. Um, But yeah, no, that's all I got. You got anything else? That about wraps it up, my guy. Where are we at? We're like an hour in. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right past. Yeah. So I hope you're looking forward to the customizationable <laughs> game that <laughs> Dragon's I can't believe I said that shit. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, you freaking loser. Oh, my God. I'm such yeah. an idiot. So we're going to get off of here and go play My Lovely Sister multiplayer edition. Whoa, my lovely stepsister. Oh, Dude, gosh. Oh, creep. man, that's weird. You fucking I'm a weirdo. Whoa, incest guy over here. Ooh, incest know. in the morning. <laughs> that's actually a Family Guy reference, uh, I think. I think so. I, yeah. I recognize Dingo that. Dingo and the baby. <laughs> but, um, yes, that's been episode 58. We'll Thanks for listening. Week. Like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Peace. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. You know it. You know what I mean. Uh, Do it all. Yeah, so in My Lovely Stepsister, who are you going to romance first? Which one, which one of your <laughs> stepsisters? Which one of my stepsisters? Jeez. <laughs>